0: Family would suffer. If Estelle ran away, she and the rest of the family would suffer. If some ancient warrior suddenly appeared in the corridor with a battle axe and sliced her in two, Catherine doubted she could feel more divided than she did in that moment. Stop Florian from his not so veiled accusations, or find Estelle.
1: Find Estelle, she said aloud. I will help you, my lady. Why? He shrugged. Why not? The reasons are numerous. Because you were a stranger.
0: Because you're an English aristocrat. Because you and your friend rather accused me of stealing Bistern jewels. All that aside, a missing young lady is still a missing young lady. Catherine stared at him, gazed into eyes rimmed in gold-tipped lashes that lent them a sunny warmth. Soft, gentle eyes that did not flinch from her direct stare, even after what she'd just said. All English noblemen and their sons are not created equally, Lady Biston. His voice, with its clear, precise speech born of generations of careful breeding and training, still managed to sound as gentle and warm as his eyes appeared. She felt a little warm. Her mind settled its frantic rushing from one crisis to another, and her spine felt straightened by more than her corset. Thank you. She glanced through the ballroom doorway the dancers spun by in a graceful kaleidoscope of color, with the orchestra soaring in the background. I thought she might be with the musicians. That is, she likes to talk to members of the orchestra and bands at these galas. She's a talented young lady. She is, but she wasn't in the back rooms where the musicians were before their performances. And I don't see her in the ballroom. She's tall enough that she usually stands out. And I'm tall enough that I can usually see what I'm looking for.
1: He stood a full head taller than she, even though she wore heeled slippers. Where else might she have gone? Lord Tristram glanced at the staircase. Up there. It's a good place to start. She headed for the steps. Her toe kicked something on the floor.
0: Gold flashed as the filigree setting of the comb sailed across the hall, She grasped the newel post with one hand and swallowed against a burning in her throat, blinked against a burning in her eyes. She could not accept that the gift she had cherished through all those lonely years of her marriage turned out to be a fake. Yet Florian Baston Ward accused her of taking them. Lord Tristram stooped and retrieved a bit of mangled gold. We'll talk about this later. I have no idea why I should talk to you about my husband's perfidy. To form her response, she employed all the hauteur she had learned in her four years as the wife of a peer. With all the hauteur of the peerage she had been raised to potentially inherit as a younger son, he responded, I think you will. For a moment their eyes met, held. He remained calm and warm. She hoped hers told him to kindly remove himself from her presence. Since he remained right where he was, she must have failed. She couldn't waste more time on him. Pretending he wasn't following her, she headed up the wide, polished treads once used for indoor tobogganing, until some young lady had shown too much petticoat lace, and a young man commented on it. Ah, the silliness of youth. The silliness of youth, Estelle's, kept Catherine climbing to the second floor, and the range of private rooms for anything from gentlemen withdrawing to smoke their cigars, to young ladies needing a place with maids standing by to repair a torn flounce or pin up a tumbled block of hair. A remote chance might have led Estelle into this latter room, and Catherine opened the door wide enough to peek around the edge. Only two maids stood in anticipation of
1: someone entering for assistance. Has Miss Van Dorn been in here? Catherine asked. No, ma'am the maid bobbed a curtsy. I haven't seen her tonight. Catherine thanked her and closed the door to the momentarily
0: empty corridor. Lord Clothbridge's younger son had vanished from sight. Good. Estelle was none of his concern. Catherine's artificial jewels were none of his concern. She could not imagine why he acted as though they were. She glanced up and down the passage. It remained empty. Empty, but not quiet. Music from the ballroom soared from below, along with the rise and fall of voices in conversation and laughter. The rumble of male voices and stench of smoke seeped from beneath a door further down the hall.